Hello again. This is Bonnie D. Graham at SAP's Best Practices for Automotive Conference, speaking to some very interesting people in Detroit at this year's conference. And it's my pleasure now to chat with Brian Vogt. He spells his last name V-O-G-T if you want to find out more about him. And he's with PWC. And Brian has some exciting news about a transportation industry study that PWC is going to be releasing this December. and We're still in 2018. So, Brian Vogt, thank you for taking time out. How are you today? Very good. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for joining me. So here you are. You're in Detroit, and we're going to talk a little bit about your impressions about the conference. But I think everybody wants to know what is going to be in this industry study coming out in December. So can you give us some insights, please? Yes, uh, absolutely, Bonnie. Yeah, as uh, everyone knows, there's a lot going on in the industry technology-wise. Um, but the industry is really struggling. Of What does it really mean? So when you look at some of the key key indicators in this country what's going on you know we've got over 270 million cars on the road in the u.s today congestion costs alone are in the tune of 130 to 300 billion dollars a year Mm. that's four times the cost that we spend on mass transportation almost double the cost on what we spend on our roads and and highways so it's a significant issue. And when you look at really what, what the industry is trying to, to figure out is with autonomous vehicles, um, you know, you've got, you know, ri- you know, ride shares, you've got, uh, you know, vehicle to vehicle communications taking place. Um, you have a local governments really trying to control the traffic patterns within the cities. Uh, there is tremendous opportunity to really change the way in North America people get from point A to point B. And, and why it's so mm-hmm. significant, Bonnie, is that the, uh, the United States, from uh, a life index, uh, a livability index, uh, rates really poorly on the global scale. In fact, our, the only city that really comes up up in the high end of that scale, which rates 23, is Honolulu. So mm. oh, America really has not addressed the livability issue around how people move from point A to point B. And in the United States, the biggest issue moving from point A to point B is congestion. Uh, it's a significant issue. And in fact, the average American spends at least 41 hours a year in congestion. And that's the average American. When you look at people that commute in the cities, I think we all know the impact to the quality of our lives. So this study is, is really trying to put all the facts on the table and try to really to help the industry understand, you know, technology, it's a great vehicle to provide change to people and behavior and the quality of life. But what the really what's going to come out in the study is in order to get there, there's going to be more pain. And as more technology mm. comes the complexity and the congestion is getting worse. Perfect example. Go to any street corner in Chicago or New York. Go look at the cars that are around you on a major intersection. You know what you see? You see Lyft. You see Uber. You have right. the cars that are clogging up the downtown areas. And what they do is they just circle the neighborhoods until they find a passenger. And then now you throw the, all the taxis on top of that. So, I mean, there's major problems that our cities are going to need to address. And the way this study helps the cities 
think about it is how you can start thinking about leveraging technology. For example, you know, should those Uber drivers go into an empty parking lot that has availability mm -hmm. in the near area? Leveraging technology from a vehicle to the internet or from a vehicle to vehicle communication, that's really what this uh, technology study will, will be, uh, be highlighting uh, when it comes out later this year. Thank you, Brian. Fascinating. And I have to tell you that I recently relocated from Long Island, New York to Durham, North Carolina, and I was shocked that we actually have, quote unquote, rush hour traffic here on uh, Glenwood Route 70 starting at around 3.30 in the afternoon. It's nothing, nothing like the Long Island Expressway traffic which I endured for over 30 years. I used to work on Long Island, and a commute was the miles and the time plus an hour or more of sitting in congestion. And trying to go into Manhattan, Brian, just I'm sure you know, it, it's just brutal. But when you were mentioning the cabs, yes, and, and you can color code it. You have the yellow cars, the yellow cabs, right? You have the black cars, which could be the Ubers. You have the green cars, which are the outer borough cab cars. And then you have everybody's own personal vehicle. They're trying to get through all of that mass professional driver congestion. So I agree. It's, it's painful trying to get to New Jersey and any of the bridges jockeying for which bridge, which tunnel is going to take you without having to sit for an hour. I, I know. So I'm going to say bravo on the study because I think uh, cities need to understand this. Do you think they're going to be able to make those changes? And you said that there will be more pain using technology at first to solve the problems. Do you think that they will embrace that they have to do this, Brian? Oh, absolutely. I think there's, there, there's no doubt about it. It's just how and when uh, significant change can occur. It's going to be baby steps, um, mm -hmm. but uh, it's coming. I mean, you could just at the conference, you know, all these big autom automotive manufacturers and everybody else, they're not thinking about traditional, how do you build a car? You know, that's, that's mm -hmm. not at the forefront anymore. It's okay. You've got a car. How does the car solve your, your travel, your transportation, uh, your quality of life? I mean, that's where companies like GM and Ford are spending all their time and thought leadership today. Interesting. What's your thought on autonomous vehicles when they come to our highways and our byways, when they're safe and when we understand the regulations and who owns the data and we as humans become cargo, cargo being moved like any package from point A to point B, as you said before. What do you think that's going to do to congestion? Help it or make it worse? Well, it's no question that, you know, as autonomous vehicles uh, come into play here, um, taking the, the decision-making away from the drivers and just trying to find the most optimized path to get to point A to point B, it's absolutely going to reduce congestion. I think some of the reports that are coming out now, you know, you can definitely see by, by being able to use multiple lanes, using the shoulder of the road. Um, and more importantly, you know, the, the number one health, you know, accident uh, cost in this country is from automobiles. Think about, mm -hmm. think about if you have autonomous vehicles out there in the market, removing the traditional accidents that occur. You know, think about the impact on all the paramedics that are required, the hospital rooms yeah. that are required. Yep. Um, yes, not only does it solve congestion problems, but it solves a lot of our society problems around, around healthcare as well, uh, believe it or not. So, 
Yeah, I think this is coming. And the bigger question is when. And uh, yeah, definitely it will happen before you know we leave this planet. I'll tell you that much. Okay, well, that's good to know. Now, let's focus just for a minute or two on your time at BP for Auto, our shorthand for best practices for automotive in Detroit. Uh, what have you seen so far? I know you're ju- it's just starting now, but what have you seen that you're excited about or what are you looking forward to learning about in terms of automotive industry innovation? Brian? Well, innovation comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. Uh, innovation, mm-hmm. I always look at it as a way we can do things better. So. Yep. I think where a lot of the companies and some of the meetings that I've been at, you know, it it ranges from, you know, all the complexity with compliance around tax regulations across the globe for auto auto manufacturers and suppliers. You know, how do you start automating that? Um, Because it's extremely manual and is prone for error. So everything from how do you become more automated and from the way you run taxes in your ERP systems to GM just got out of a meeting where GM presented, you know, their whole business model with, you know, supporting Lyft and then Maven, um, Mm -hmm. seeing how building a car uh, is going to serve different purposes than what it has historically served. And, uh, you know, those are all new markets being created, but those markets depend upon the, the technology of algorithms, you know, being mm-hmm. able to the most effective route, um, you know, safety issues. So, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for the industry because, you know, it's just so unusual some of the opportunities to solve some of the most critical problems and automotive is going to be right there doing it. Absolutely. We are in exciting times. One more question about the study. I understand that there are implications for automotive manufacturers relating to ERP designs and new business processes. Can you just give us a quick insight on that, please? Yeah. I mean, just uh, for example, you know, cars need uh, cars need computers, but you've got infotainment mm-hmm. units, which companies yep. that do entertainment that get plugged in, but, you know, there's there's memory and computers in that device, but then you've got safety issues. So, you know, as as you look at ERP systems, you know, information signals coming in from the cars are really going to drive, you know, replenishment of critical parts for the dealerships. You know, you know, so they're going back to the original manufacturer to get those parts. So there's technology is now kind of weaving together early demand signals that are going to force changes in some critical ERP business processes. The good news is the foundation is there. It's just the way it's going to happen is going to be different, and there's just going to be a lot more mobility technology involved, and uh, it's an exciting time, Bonnie. Thank you. It It is indeed. I have one quick personal question for you, Brian Vogt. If autonomous vehicles came to roads near you, let's say between now and 2020 and 2022, I'm not even going to go as far as 2025, would you willingly give up the keys to your own vehicle or and and go with, with autonomous as your main means of transportation, or would you still keep those keys in your pocket? Oh, absolutely. Those keys stay in my pocket. I'm a tremendous backseat driver, <laughs> and yelling at a computer is not going to be as satisfying as yelling at... Uh, someone driving for me. So, no, I love driving too much. 
<laughs> I do too. I knew I liked you, Brian Vote at the Best Practices for Automotive Conference sponsored by SAP in Detroit. Brian, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your time at the conference. Say hi to everybody for me. And this is Bonnie D. Graham signing off. 